Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, December 22nd. And this will be our last day with you uh, as we head into the holidays, closing the office uh, uh, Friday and Monday to celebrate and be with our families during this holiday season. So hope you are doing well, getting ready for Christmas and uh, and all caught up on shopping and those kinds of things. We'll talk about the markets here, though, in just a minute when Dave joins us up next. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that in this world we live in, there are so many things that you and I, we just cannot control. Washington, D.C., politics, Russia, the Ukraine, what happens over in Europe, a lot of things. But let me tell you, I've got some good news. You can control how much risk you have in your portfolio, but you need to know what that risk is, whether it's too much, not enough, or just right. And the only way to do that is to walk through our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Let's get 2023 started off in the right direction. And let's find out how much risk you have in your portfolio. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Now it's 17 before 9. Let's check in and see what's going on with your money because we have lyrical stylings there, too. On the line, Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well today, Dave. Today was my last, really, day on the radio, my last day. Going to close the office down tomorrow and Monday. Enjoy some time uh, away from things and just kind of chill out for the holidays. I can't say I blame you for wanting to stay away from things for a few days, but I wish you and your family an absolutely marvelous Christmas season. And uh, it's been a pleasure working with you for all these years, and I look forward to a wonderful 2023 together. Uh, we start out the morning with our kind of classic good news, bad news situation. Our economy is so doggone strong that even Jay Paulson and the Federal Reserve can't screw it up. Gross domestic product figures out this morning. We originally had it estimated as a 2.9% increase quarter over quarter last quarter. Well, dagnab, we went up to 3.2%. If memory serves, that's the third reading, so that's what we're going to have for the official record, isn't it? It really is for the third quarter, and and, and that's, I'm going to say it's unfortunate, right? Because that <laughs> yeah. just gives the dagum Fed even more fuel to uh, keep throwing on this fire, and and that's just not good news. I mean, the market really and truly, when that number came out, it doubled down. I mean, we were down like 60. It went down to 135 on the Dow, and I continue to to see that as as we watch the futures right now. Well, we are looking at, you know, like I said, good news, bad news. It's very good news for the economy that even while we're clamping down on the money supply, even while we're raising interest rates, uh, we still manage to grow our gross domestic product by 3.2%. But at the same time, that's not what the Fed's trying to do. They'd be very happy if it was like 0.1% just to slow things down. And, uh, okay, good news for the economy, bad news for investors, because I got a sneaking hunch we're going to see another big interest rate increase at the Fed's next meeting, I'd wager, wouldn't you? Um, given what I'm seeing right now, Dave, I, I would tend to agree with you. And 
and and you know the gross domestic product that's not the only thing that really is is showing us some good news i mean initial jobless claims um they better than expected i mean that that's just crazy yeah, exactly. We were expecting 222,000 first-time jobless claims, and frankly, that was uh, that would be an overly hot employment market because they figure about a quarter million is the normal sifting and willowing. So, where that would be already hot. Well, what happened? We come in with only 216,000 last week. Once again, good news for the economy is bad news for the interest rate plans. And as you and I have been preachifying now since I think God was a child. That it's going to take too long for those things to take effect. I mean, this third quarter one only included like two of those three quarter percent interest rate increases. We got two three quarter percent increases plus a half a percent increase that we haven't even felt the effect on yet. You're absolutely right. And you know, when it hits, it's going to be like we hit a wall. Um, but but I want to mention two other things you and I didn't talk about before we went on the radio, and that's yesterday's numbers that came out after we were on the radio. Um, we, we had it was kind of a split in the blanket down the middle. We had existing home sales yesterday came out mm-hmm. at below expectations and significantly less than the prior month. So we had four point basically four point one million uh, new existing home sales in November. And that was down about four tenths of a percent from where it was, um, and, and four tenths of a million from where it was the prior month. But the good news, Dave, was that the consumer confidence number went up yesterday, um, which is just hard for me to fathom. As much as I talk to people, and they're they're so down on what's going to happen in 2023. And that's uh, kind of a strange. Kind of a strange combination. I did notice that after the uh, home sales number went up, excuse me, went out, the market went up. So we're still in that good news equals bad news and vice versa situation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's continued to be true. I I think we're going to see that for, for a quarter or two yet to come. At least a quarter or two, because the Fed's going to keep uh, tightening the supply until we finally scream uncle and slow down and crawl into our holes for a little while, which is certainly not what you want to have seen. But bottom line is the economy's doing fine. The, uh, uh, the jobless situation is doing just fine. The home sales are going down like the interest rates would indicate, but still uh, that's the only sector that appears to be quote-unquote suffering at the moment because everything else appears to be doing just fine. At least on those numbers, it looks like way. It's going to be interesting when retail sales come out for the quarter. Uh, you know, given what um, is happening in the automotive industry, Dave, uh, really, truly across the board, whether it's electric vehicles or used cars or new cars, it doesn't seem to matter. We're, we're seeing that industry really getting hit a little bit right now. I believe it. You have some specific data for it. I was talking about it when you uh, when, when you got busy the other day and I soloed. Uh, they projected electric vehicle sales to be well over half the total unit sales during 2023. They really expect electric vehicles to take off. Well, they revised those projections downward to only about a third of all vehicle sales during the year ahead. And that's uh, kind of taken a whole pile of EV manufacturers right to the cleaners, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, but the first one that I want to talk about right now is CarMax. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've done really well through this pandemic, but this last quarter, not so good. 
Um, they fell way, way, way short of their uh, projected earnings. Uh, they were expected to earn about 70 cents a share. They only made 24 cents a share. Uh, revenue was down as well, um, uh, substantially. So we're seeing a lot of things happening there. Uh, used car sales were down 22%. Um, and, and so that's a huge decline in uh, in cars. And, you know, we've been talking about cars and how that we can we believe that we'll continue to see that be an issue because of how many overpriced vehicles were bought during the pandemic. Um, we're seeing right now CarMax is down over 14.5% this morning. Crud. Is, is that also a function of the fact that we're suddenly getting some new car stock in, too, after the uh, supply chain issues started a little bit to fix themselves? I mean, if new cars are available in bigger numbers, premium-priced used cars are going to be a little harder to sell. Well, they are, but let's remember now, uh, uh, CarMax definitely is, you know, mostly used cars. And so mm -hmm. they, you're right, that is starting to be an, a, a little bit of an issue there as well. Um, and, and CarMax is going to open up at a, a significantly reduced 52-week low right now. Uh, up until now, their 52-week low was like 54.85. Right Ooh. now, it would open at $50.80. Yeah, they're right on the top of my big loser list this morning, and I figured that had to be bad news, and I noticed the sector is kind of suffering, too, because one big retailer of used cars, and both General Motors and Ford are pretty heavy on my big loser list as well today. Some of that's got to be off of the EV report, but some of it, you know, if one of their major retailers isn't selling diddly-poop, that doesn't help the manufacturer's stock any, does it? No, absolutely does not. Does not at all. Hey, the other one, we've got everything in all different industries today, but we had Ma Micron Technologies report. Mm -hmm. They also had a wider than expected quarterly loss. Um, you know, they, they're seeing because of inflation and the price of everything going up, they've been impacted by the decline for demand in electronics. You know, when, when you only have so much money, you've got to buy food and fuel. Um, you know, new phones, new computers, new, new gadgets, they get put down the list somewhere and we don't get to buy them right now because we don't have the, the funds to do it. Uh, so they're trading down 4.2%. The other thing that Micron came out and said is that they will be reducing their workforce in 2023 by about 10%. Now, and that's a pretty significant number because I think I saw that their employment numbers were somewhere in the 40,000, 44,000 employees. And so we're talking about a 4,000 uh, layoff. Now, they're going to do that not just through layoffs. They're going to offer incentives for people to retire early. Um, but, but after that, it'll go to layoffs. So, so it, whatever it takes to get down 10%. Gosh, you're just full of merry sunshine today. Have you got any good news for us out there? I do. I got one good news for you, and that's Miller Knoll. Now, Miller Knoll, they're the furniture maker. We don't really probably recognize that name. Um, but they had better than expected profit and revenue for this last quarter. Um, and so that's been good. They've been able to make up uh, for a huge decline they had in orders with higher prices, which has been good for them. Um, and, and so they are uh, unchanged this morning. They're up a tad yesterday, about six tenths of a percent. So not a, you know, not a well-recognized name, but uh, still gives us some indication somebody's doing okay there. 
Um, I, I do want to mention uh, before we go another area where we're going to see a huge um, layoff coming. Mm-hmm. That's Tyson Foods. I don't Uh-oh. have a number yet, but Tyson is um, consolidating all of their offices basically down to their home office in Arkansas next year. So they're closing uh, two offices in Illinois, one in South Dakota. All those areas are going to be gone and they're going to relocate down. So everything will come out of Arkansas now. And so that's um, got them under pressure this morning. Um, uh, You know, they're, they're down about seven tenths of a percent. Youch, not, not good news for the workforce in those areas, but well, Jay Paulson's probably happy because it means more unemployment, right? That's right. That's right. What, That's what he wants. What a guy. Want him to marry my kid or something. <laughs> Resetting the table. Yesterday we bought on the expectation and everything went up. 526 up on the Dow, 56 up on the S&P, and 162 up on the NASDAQ. Then we got the data this morning, and everything looks like it's heading south. 45 minutes early. Where are we, Philip? You know, I wish, I just wish, Dave, I could go back to yesterday and tell you those were the numbers we were looking at this morning, but I, I just can't do it. It's uh, it's reverse course significantly today, trying to give back a lot of what we got yesterday. We got the Dow right now down 230 points. That's seven-tenths of a percent. We've got the S&P 500 getting close down. One percent is down $35. The NASDAQ 100, the big loser right now, down 140 points. That's a uh, down one and a quarter percent. So everything's shedding uh, yesterday's gains pretty quickly. We've got silver down almost 2% this morning. Gold down a half a percent. I didn't get a chance to mention this, but several analysts are calling for gold 2023 to be between $2,500 and $4,000 an ounce. Uh, I'm not necessarily in that camp, but that's what we're seeing some analysts predicting. And then we've got crude oil. Man, Dave, it is trying its hardest to get to $80 a barrel. It's up six-tenths of a percent. Right now, $78.77 a barrel. Mm-hmm. You just don't have any good news today. Overseas markets mixed bag on the Asian rim at 6 a.m. They didn't know what to think about us. Over on the European side of the fence, they're responding to our good news, bad news situation by saying sell Germany and France are down substantially this morning. Uh, Great Britain is kind of holding on to the zero mark halfway through their day. Getting some control over one's retirement is the most important single task on a whole lot of people's minds when they're approaching retirement age. How do I find you to get some control in mind, Philip? You know, Dave, as always, they can give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule their core retirement design. But I'm going to take an opportunity right now to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and just take the time to enjoy your family if you can have them around you at all. And then, hey, look, if you're really bored this weekend, join us for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. You're never boring, and I'll be here in your absence to keep folks up as to what's going on. Philip, thank you so much. A blast and a Merry Christmas to you and the family, and enjoy the holiday season. All right, guys, have a Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to everybody on Tuesday. All right, be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. This is your captain speaking. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I 
pray you all have a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I look forward to speaking to you guys again on Tuesday. Our office will be closed on Friday and Monday, so our staff can spend time with their families and join them over this Christmas season. Hey, until then, have a great day and Merry Christmas.